teaming up sustainable tourism with renewable energy, linking like-minded industries, in order to create synergetic clusters is nothing new. The clue is to attribute renewable energy as an inherent feature to the sustainability proposition of travel and tourism, no sustainable tourism without renewable energy, and to cross-promote and systemically develop and apply sustainable tourism and renewable energy on a large scale. Our environment has been severely tarnished, and the increasing number of visitors before COVID-19 have made travelers highlight tourism hotspots. If we add to pollution the impact of climate change including the pandemic, we are aware of little less than a civilization at the crossroads. Turning the tide from fossil to renewable energy means to start at the rock bottom of the sustainability chain. After all, renewable energy has been emerging from disparate local grassroots attempts decades ago to an important and widespread green energy source today. Renewable energy is ecological, autonomous and limitless, there is no need to wage war for it. Both sustainable tourism and renewable energy share the same ideals. Using their catalyst impact, both industries supplement and complement each other. Our approach to sustainability is distinctly reflected in the physical condition and outward appearance of ourselves and our environment. The impression is not always pleasant, decaying edifices, filthy squares and bumpy roads, polluted rivers and landscapes littered with plastic bottles and other garbage, these are telling indicators of too many people's indifference and too many decision-makers' questionable commitment. Our environment has been severely tarnished over the years, and the increasing number of visitors before COVID-19 have made freeways bottlenecks and travelers' highlights tourism hotspots. While since long ago the pristine landscape's proposition has become corny enough for experts to use and visitors to buy, Environmental pollution is alarming enough to understand, as entropy is not the opposite of energy, yet its absence, so is pollution not the opposite of cleanliness, but its absence. If we add to pollution the impact of climate change and other present-day social, economic and health crises, including the pandemic, we are aware of little less than a civilization at the crossroads, dotted with highly controversial debates and challenging construction sites. The question is, where to get started, unless unforeseen calamities dictate immediate action? Any kind of take-on is done by energy without energy there is just entropy, a static state of affairs. Energy so far mainly driven by atomic power, wood and coal, or fueled by oil and gas, has actually never caused a headache in our highly industrialized countries. We got used to regarding the supply of energy as from the socket as granted. With a little doubt, though, from the beginning, atomic energy has faced the risk of radiation and the problem of storing nuclear debris. No wonder that atomic power became the most favorite target of environmentalist protest movements, especially since the number of nuclear power plant accidents accumulated, with Chernobyl at their peak in 1986. It was clear, although atomic energy is free from exhausting those haunting greenhouse gases, its peaceful use is everything but harmless. By the time we also understood that fossil energies are not only detrimental to our natural environment and climate, but also limited in their availability. Time had come to reach out for alternative energy sources. Renewables like wind and sun made it to the top of climate conference agendas, and soon renewable energy reached over a third and more of the total energy consumption. The road seemed open for a clean energy future, 
had there not been minor and major hindrances to overcome, first to mention weather changes and storage problems. Turning the tide from fossil to renewable energy means to start at the rock bottom of the sustainability chain. It needs a solid transitory period and a well-conceived strategy to guarantee seamless energy supply that would finally win over traditional energy patterns. Our spontaneous change from conventional to renewable energy, largely emotionally driven after the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear disaster in 2011, caused wind wheels mushrooming up offshore and interior and an increasing use of solar panels on house roofs and barren fields. Actually, despite justifiable aesthetic objections, these were positive signs of people's openness toward the new ways of letting clean power flow. Many wind turbines and a large solar panel array in a desert valley, mountains in the distance and blue sky above. Palm Springs, California, USA. However, despite all government subsidies and continued updates of our renewable energy law, the abrupt change intensified controversial discussions and a widespread frustration over the fear of power bottlenecks and exploding energy costs. Having been alarmed, panic-stricken politicians and stakeholders failed to double-check the background of the Chernobyl worst case and the Fukushima worst coincidence events, the latter was due to a heavy seaquake, followed by a devastating tsunami, the former to a failed experiment and lacking safety engineering. Ever since, Atomic energy experts here in Europe have never ceased to underscore the high degree of safety our modern nuclear power plants enjoy, and the necessity to rely on them, at least for a transitional period. Slight comfort that the recourse to some, leftover nuclear power and coal plants has shown as an admittedly desperate way out, more exacerbated by compelling purchases of atomic power from neighbor countries. The renewable energy option, however, actually a noble decision of innovative foresightedness, remains absurd, if a once self-sufficient country has to import atomic power to keep its industry running. Amidst general openness and even enthusiasm, toward the use of renewable energy in its varied forms, there are skeptical voices with arguments worth considering. They point, for instance, to the limited effectivity and life period of wind wheels, their noise and vibrancy, and the degree of environmental damage they cause, from production to removal. Similar objections are being made to solar modules, their effectivity is limited, and back reflection aggravates the greenhouse gas effect. This is particularly applicable if large areas are being paneled. We need to understand that sometimes it seems necessary to choose the detour, in order to reach a goal. High rising wind wheels are anything but charming. Nevertheless, Overland power lines, having cut grasslands and forests since the beginning of general electrification, did certainly not meet local people's enthusiasm either. Therefore, it is interesting to refer to the original concept of generating renewable energy, as close as possible to the point of its use. Our failure to use hybrid solutions overlapping the end of the fossil and atomic energies and the beginning of the renewables, is a scandal. The continuous delivery of electric power must be guaranteed, and in the long run, the seamless availability of renewable energy is key. If that does not succeed, doomsday prophets will celebrate their gloomy heydays. A vision with its core message may be inspiring, but it will be useless if not made politicians and experts priority in people's cause, all over the world millions of power stations could stand, different in size, technology and capacity, 
providing with renewable energy everything from private houses to villages, towns, and even entire cities. We know that renewable energy does not diminish when being shared on the contrary. It may spread and multiply, and people will be amazed from the seemingly paradoxical natural experience that sharing creates abundance rather than shortage. Still the pivot is storage. We knew early enough that it would take time to solve the problems of power storage and the insufficient availability of e-power stations to come up to the needs of e-mobility e for electric and other renewable energy-driven devices. Nonetheless, if optimized to tolerable levels of impact on society and environment, promoted as a bundle of sustainability assets and used as a systemic cross-industry outcome, in the not-so-distant future renewable energy can become the hub of our economy and a milestone to also make travel and tourism renewable, bottom-up and top-down," says Professor Dr. Hans Martin Henning, director of the Fraunhofer Institute for Solar Energy Systems Eyes, renewable energies will dominate our future energy system. With high proportions of volatile provision, measures to increase flexibility become central for a secure supply and stable operation. All types of energy storage are therefore becoming key components on the way to a climate-neutral, renewable energy system. Salertse Talter 1-2021 Emergency seems to push urgency, the main source of the greenhouse effect is the high share of CO2 in the atmosphere. On a global scale, electricity and heating account for 42%, transport in general for 23%, and the manufacturing industry for 19% of worldwide CO2 emissions W.S. Wirtschaft and Schula, 2018. Figures collected in 2019 show which country's share of greenhouse gas emissions are the highest, China 27, 92%, the U.S. 14, 5%, India 7, 18%, Russia 4, 61% status to GmbH, Hamburg. Germany's share is just one, 93%, are we arguing about peanuts? The first glance may be treacherous. There is no reason for travel and tourism, the world's largest industry and a self-proclaimed promoter of peace and understanding, to remain passively in the wait on the contrary, before COVID-19, the share of greenhouse gas emissions caused by global travel and tourism, including tourism transport, accommodation and supply chains, amounted to some 8%, a research team of the University of Sydney found out in 2018. According to the study, this is far more than previous results revealed, and the trend shows upward. With COVID-19 lingering pertinaciously though, travel and tourism will emerge from shambles to the better or the worse at last, that depends on its self-understanding and proven relevance, as a resilient and socio-ecologically responsible part of the economy. Rather than a mere industry for leisure and pleasure, smart travel and tourism should afford involving pioneers who share a better perception, a clearer perspective and a stronger impetus than conventional travel technocrats. It's a question of setting examples of both the broader purpose of renewable energy proliferation and the higher purpose of solidarity. Global tourism's leading organizations like UNGTO and WTTC should use travel and tourism as a tool of both brain and hands to synergize with renewable energy organizations like the European Solar Federation Eurosolar and IRENA International Renewable Energy Agency, as well as theme-related film producers like Fechner Media Current project the story of a new world. 
Time is right and tight to boosting research and development on methods and devices that will facilitate tackling the problem and help selling solutions. Eurosolar has started an exciting campaign, called the Regenerative Decade. It is determined to promote renewables on different platforms for 10 years to come. Tourism could be teaming up as the logical soulmate. Travel and tourism organizations on all levels should act as creative and accountable interfaces of communication and cooperation with the private sector inside and outside of the industry and build up multitasking clusters to keep the travel and tourism economy afloat and the world's natural beauty and people's joy in a healthy balance. This is the message travel and tourism big, potentially mighty, yet politically still a dwarfed and fragmented industry needs to push forward to the ears of the political and economic giants, powerful as they are, though acting as well in a world equally fragmented. Hence, cooperation most suitably starts from scratch, cross-promoting sustainable tourism and renewable energy is the first step to common application and practice. There is nothing more intriguing than energy, renewable and decentralized, jointly with renewable energy-based mobility, to serve as the manifest symbol of a new lifestyle based upon nothing less than the idea that energy can be renewable, supplemented by that remarkably palish adjective sustainable, to enhance tourism in terms of solidarity and responsibility. The author, Max Haberstroh, is a founding member of the World Tourism Network WTN.